Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek for Friday, January 8th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, and on today's episode, I am joined by my co-host, John DeShazer, and a special guest on the show, Todd Graffinini. He provides us with some NewOrleansSaints.com digital content. He's also your voice for the New Orleans Pelicans. Gentlemen, welcome on. It's a good Friday morning. Let's get it. Let's get Thank it. Thank you, Caroline. Playoff weekend. Playoff weekend, indeed. We're going to get into this Chicago Bears uh, game wildcard weekend for the Saints. But let's start with the tweet from last night from Alvin Kamara. See y'all Sunday with the heart emoji. You saw one from CD Deuce as well. I'm just going to stick with that nickname for right now. Uh, what was your thoughts when you saw that tweet from Alvin Kamara, J.D.? Um, I was not surprised whatsoever because uh, if he'd had a setback, I think we'd have heard by now. But um, so we knew he was going to be eligible to play on Sunday if the Saints were able to get uh, a playoff game on Sunday. And so, you know, Alvin's the first guy to let you know, you know, he's as honest as the day is long. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's good to see him. Um, you know, one, he looked, well, I guess as much as a tweak can look, uh, <laughs> he was pretty upbeat. Uh, I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to get back into it because he's a guy who loves to play. Uh, I'm sure nothing hurts Alvin. Camaro worse than not being able to play. He's probably that kid who, if everybody else in the neighborhood, in the street without, you know, play, if his mom made him stay inside and watch through the window, he's probably was just about, you know, to die off of that. So, you know, watching his teammates play in Carolina without him, I'm sure ate at him. Uh, And especially knowing that, you know, you know, I don't know how, you know, if he was or was not reckless, it really doesn't matter when you get COVID-19, but, you know, for, for that to be the reason to not play, I'm sure, really aggravated. So good to see him back. Yeah, absolutely. And Todd, we're going to get to you in just a second, but JD, back to you real quick. I want to get both of your takes on this. We learned um, earlier this week that Alvin Kamara was tuning into practice via TVU, which we all know on the digital side is basically uh, a live stream. I guess you could say a fancy way of doing Zoom into practice. They said Sean Payton was mic'd up. So he was in on practice, becoming aware of everything that they were installing, all the practice. So it was basically like he was at practice without having to physically be there. And JD, I want to get your take on that, but also do you see this week as uh, beneficial or harmful for Alvin Kamara because he gets a week off, he gets rest. Do you think he'll, he'll be ready to go, uh, you know, on Sunday? Well, I think, you know, I'll take the second one first. I think you look at it both ways because, you know, he did have the injured toe for a while this season. It was bothering him. Uh, So to have a little bit of time off, a little bonus time probably did help him heal up nicks and bruises that he accumulates over the course of a season. Um, now, in terms of him watching practice, I don't think he'll be behind at all. The quick study, everybody, everybody on the team says that about him, from Coach Putin to you know Drew Brees to each and every one of his offensive teammates. And he tells you himself he likes to be knowledgeable about knowledgeable about what's happening because he don't want nobody to tell him what to, <laughs> what to do. When it comes time, he wants to be able to say, I already know. And for the most part, uh, I think they would agree probably 98, 99% of the time he knows exactly what he's doing. So I don't think that's going to be hindrance at all. Todd, anything to add to the Alan Kamara, you know, tuning into practice from practice? I mean, practice via no, live stream? No, I, I think it's, first of all, it's outstanding that he's doing it. And, and I just kind of agree with JD's thoughts that, you know, if the Saints would have locked up a seating prior to the Carolina game and prior to, you know, scoreboard watching against Green Bay and, and Seattle, Alvin might have gotten the day off anyway. 
So, you know, without any, you know, moving up in, in the standings. So I just think you could treat it for him as a bye week. Now, of course, he, he got COVID and what could he have done physically uh, during the week? He, obviously, he would have practiced and, and everything like that. So uh, I guess we'll just have to see how he responds in a physical sense, because mentally, you know, he's going to be uh, on top of his game as, as far as, you know, knowing the, the, the playbook and, and, and the game plan. So uh, I just think the rest really probably did him good. So, uh, you know, he'll, he'll definitely be full bore uh, for the playoff run. Absolutely. Well, the Saints, fortunately, were, are looking to get a lot of players back this week. We know that the number has been thrown around several times. Michael Thomas, Drew Brees only playing 10 quarters together um, this season. Uh, you know, having Michael Thomas back, Alvin Kamara, as he tweeted out, you get C.D. Deuce back, Deontay Harris. You, you know, you're finally hopefully starting to see this team at full throttle. J.D., let's let's take a look at the defense real quick. How much are the Saints going to have to rely on how well they're per- their defense has been performing over the last few weeks with maybe exception in that Carolina Panthers game, even though they well, did gonna, perform well, it was just, you know, different. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's going to be critical. I mean, you know, in, in the playoffs defense wins and you know, the type offense that Chicago has um, to have everybody back. Um, Patrick Robinson should be back. Uh, Marcus Williams should be back. Uh, you get CD Deuce back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really legit. Well, fulfills, you know, all of your defensive needs, because those guys, you know, you're talking about starters, you're talking about guys who play a lot of snaps, guys who have filled in when other guys hadn't been able to start. And you're talking about guys who've been effective when they've done it. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, should I say Chauncey Gardner Johnson? CJ Gardner Johnson. (laughs) You don't want Chauncey no more. You know, CD Deuce. But but really he is, you know, if, if if you strip away everything, you know, and just go with the player and the effectiveness, that dude is a future pro bowler. He's, he's got that kind of effectiveness and ability and to get him back, because if you're going to have somebody covering a guy like Jimmy Graham, he's, he's the kind of guy who can do that. Uh, he can, he can cover a receiver if you need him to, he can cover running backs, David Montgomery. He can do everything you need a guy to do. So getting him back is critical uh, to the puzzle, but I also think, you know, getting Marcus Williams back, you just get everybody back until the proper rotation until the proper depth and it, don't, it should make this defense more effective. Todd, I'll, I'll shift the question a little bit for you. What area of this defense do you think is going to have to maybe step up more than usual, or are you concerned about a specific area of this, this defense, maybe the front four, the, the linebackers, the secondary? Like, Is there a, a specific part of this defense you're going to have your eye on this weekend? Not really as concerned, but just something to have an eye on, you know, and as JD was going through the list about the health and and guys coming back, it just, you know, just thinking about it, it's just, it's just such a shame what happened to Quan Alexander uh, on Christmas day, because the, the defense was really where Dennis Allen wanted it to be. Uh, even with some guys on the line going in and out of the lineup and, and sometimes the secondary guys, weren't all there, but what Quan Alexander had really solidified the middle of that defense with Demario Davis. And that puts the spotlight back on Alex Anzalone and how he is going to respond uh, in the playoffs, because he is going to have to play the majority of the snaps there. And, um, you know, that's why when when JD talked about, uh, you know, getting Jimmy Graham, the the thing about what we're going to see 
this weekend. And if I was Chicago, I'd be doing this. I'm watching the Philadelphia Eagles game and how they attack the Saints defense with Jalen Hurts. I would have that. I would pretty much have that exact same game plan uh, because look, Mitch Trubisky can run and he can run very, very well. And that's something that's really hurt the Saints in the past. And if, if I'm Dennis Allen, I've got to be really, really locked in on how they are going to utilize Trubisky in a running sense. Look, he's got a really good arm, but what really is going to hurt if he starts getting out of the pocket and, and, getting, chunk, and getting chunk plays on rushes, uh, especially on third down when you're trying to get off the field and get, and get the Saints back uh, on offense. So that, to me, is going to be something that you're going to have to watch very, very closely. J.D., you're the one in practice. You're the one seeing stretching and all that stuff. What have been your observations from Alex Anzalone and his development this season? Well, as you mentioned, stretching, not practice, stretching. <laughs> uh, we haven't seen practice since, uh, <laughs> since training camp. We haven't seen practice since training camp. But you know, now that said, Alex Anzalone uh, started for this team uh, from the day he was drafted, 2017. Uh, he was part of that draft class. So he's been a starter. He's a guy who's accustomed to playing. And you do get the luxury of if Alex Anzalone isn't playing well. You get to go with your, 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 big, your big nickel package, as the Saints like to call it. But you get to go with the extra DBs. And you move C.D. Deuce or Malcolm Jenkins pretty much to a linebacker slot. Mm-hmm. So you get away with that because of that quality of depth that they have. And, and that's one of the advantages that they have. You know, Trubisky is, as, as Graf just said, he, he's an effective runner. He got benched this season. He's been back, <clears throat> excuse me, the last six games. Completed 70% of his passes during that time. Ten touchdowns, only four interceptions. So he's been throwing it well, but he's complimented by David Montgomery, a guy who ran for 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, and, and he caught, you know, 54 passes for almost, you know, 450 yards. So they've got some weapons. And, of course, Allen Robinson, that receiver, and Darnell Mooney, who – Graf probably a two-lane kid. <laughs> Very well. And so they've got some guys who can, who can play. Uh, the thing is, you know, you hear the Saints talk about it all the time, you know, I discipline, I discipline, I discipline. Um, you've got to be disciplined in what you're doing because, you know, if you're going to cut those – if you're going to cut those cornerbacks loose one-on-one against the receivers, then you're going to have to be disciplined up front to keep Trubisky in the pocket. You don't want him to escape when your DB's backs are turned and they're running – You've got to be able to keep him kind of in the pocket. Now, that's a lot easier said than done. They run a lot of nakeds and a lot of bootlegs. And so they move him around to get him in motion. But if you're the Saints, you want to put that, you know, you want to build a pocket around him. You want to kind of, you know, force him to have to throw it to beat you. Uh, as Graf said, that's something that the Saints were not able to do with Jalen Hurts. And Trubisky can move. So, you know, if, if he gets loose, then it could be uh, it could be a stressful day, you know, at, at worst. When you look at Mitch Trubisky, JD, and I want to stick on this Saints defense. What has what has been the biggest shift for Mitch Trubisky in his growth and his development? Because for a while there, obviously, we know Nick Foles was playing. The Saints faced him in Week Eight. What has been the reason for his recent success? I should say. I think that just got him on the move a little bit more. I, I think. Um, you know, they, they were running an offense that probably just wasn't conducive to his strengths. He needs to be moved around. Um, he's not a guy who's just going to drop back in the pocket and, and beat you like a Drew Brees. Right. You know, that's not who he is. Uh, he's a guy who can move, though. And when you put him in on the move, 
he becomes that much more effective because you get that option. You get, you know, you got his legs and you got his arms and look, he can extend plays. So if he extends plays and there's only a limited amount of time you can cover a receiver in the NFL. I mean, that's just the way it is. These guys are professional receivers for a reason. You're trying to cover a guy three, four, five seconds. It's probably not going to go well for you in the secondary. So that's why it's critical for the front four, front seven to get to him, to get him on the ground, to keep him in the pocket, to harass him, to make him throw under pressure, because you might be able to create some of those mistakes that he can make and he can kind of get on a roll on those mistakes if you can if you can stress him a little bit. Okay, last question for yeah, you. Carol, Carol, well, one thing just to add on that, if you recall, guys, in the in the Bear game in the regular season, uh, when Nick Foles was the quarterback, the Saints sacked him five times. You know, Foles isn't going to run around in in the pocket and try to get out of there. So, yeah, that that is exactly it. Uh, they're not going to let Trubisky. Uh, J.D. and Caroline just sit back there like a sitting duck and let the Saints get to him. Uh, they're going to roll him out because that's how he's most effective. Absolutely. J- J.D. and Todd, if you'd like to chime in on this as well, when you look at the Bears offense, who would you say is the biggest threat to the Saints defense? Is there one specific person, I should say? Well, it, to me, it always begins with the running backs, and that's David Montgomery. Again, you know, thousand-yard rusher. Uh, average more than four yards a carry. He's got the receptions. He's a dual threat. If you can take him out, if you're the Saints, you make them one-dimensional. And, that, and that's the whole key defensively to any game plan. You got to make a team one-dimensional. And that way you know what it is they have to do to be able to come back. So to, for me, it's, it's David Montgomery. If you can take away the running game, you can be effective and, and you can really get them out of sync. I, I can't disagree with that. Uh, Caroline and JD plus you know you mentioned Darnell Mooney who really has had a good year really good year uh, for the Bears he he got hurt in that last game against the Packers and I know he was on the injury report earlier this week and did not practice one of those games if 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 he is not able to go that's that's a big loss for them Uh, that that really is so I guess we're gonna have to take another close eye on on the Bears injury report today but yeah you got to stop the run you you know (laughs) You know, that, that 100-yard streak ended in Philadelphia when, of course, they had two of them uh, get to 100 yards in that ball game, and, and we saw what happened. So stop the run and go from there. Utilize the Saints' pass rush. I love it. All right, let's take a look at the Saints' offense. As we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Michael Thomas hopefully coming back for the Saints. They're going to, you know, weigh their options and see, so we won't get the final word on that maybe until, uh, you know, Friday afternoon. But when you look at Michael Thomas, J.D., and Drew Brees, do you think that they are going to pick up that offensive rhythm automatically, even though they haven't really played with each other more than 10 quarters this season? Well, you hope so, um, but I don't know if that's realistic. Now, here's what you can count on, though. If Michael Thomas is back, then you know that he is impactful just from the standpoint of being on the field. Yeah. You get that impact. Now, whether or not you're going to get the production that we're accustomed to seeing out of Michael Thomas, I don't know. Um, but he and Drew Brees have played long enough to where they should be able to fall right back in the rhythm, get right back in the sink. But just having him is going to be able to allow you to get your other guys free because – if you're the Bears, you got to give him special attention. You know you do because you know exactly what he's capable of. Todd, how much do you think the Saints are going to be able to open up the playbook, um, maybe not necessarily in this first wild card game, but throughout the playoffs, just because of how much they've had to work through adversity on both sides of the ball, but it's 
we're specifically looking at the offense, you know, you've had different guys have to step up, you know, Latavius Murray, Marquez Calloway, Deontay Harris, every once in a while, like how much do you think that adversity that they've had to work through in the season is going to help them throughout the playoffs? It's a, it's unbelievable. Really? Uh, I, I mean, it really is. It, it this has truly been, uh, I think the best coaching job uh, from Sean Payton in his career. When, when you look at what they have had to deal with, and, and I mean, you even go back to the Detroit game in week four, where they didn't even know if they were going to play uh, because of what happened with, with, with the fullback, Michael Burton. He didn't know if he had, if he had uh, contracted COVID and we didn't know what was going to happen. They were up all night, no sleep, and wound up, of course, coming back at, from down 14 nothing to win that game. And it's been one thing after the other all year long. No Michael Thomas, no Drew Brees, uh, no Alvin Kamara. You've got, you know, you've got Ty Montgomery running for 100 yards uh, against Carolina. So you have had a ton of players that really might not have played a whole lot with game experience. So I think the playbook is wide open. And look, it, it's really crazy when you think about it. But, uh, you know, Drew Brees fracturing half his rib cage might have done him some good in the long run as well because it appears his shoulder is as healthy as it was coming out of training camp. He's throwing the ball down the field where he was not doing that midway through the season because his shoulder wasn't uh, fully 100%. So he's actually looked a lot better in the last two weeks. So I I think the sky's the limit. But to me, and I I think, J.D., you'll agree with this, it, it all starts up front. If the offensive line continues to open up those gaping holes for the running backs, as they have done really, I think, in the last two months, uh, that is really going to do Drew Brees a, a whole lot of good because that's opening up the play action. And, and look, you know, the Saints ran for more yards this year than they have since Bum Phillips was the head coach. I mean, what, what, what does that tell you? Uh, it, it's, it's just a completely different offense when you're running the ball uh, with with those guys and, and open everything up. I I just you just hope that it just continues in the playoffs because they are set up for success. You know, we talked earlier in the week on the podcast with Jermon Bushrod, with Zach Streif, with Deuce McAllister about how much this game is going to be won in the trenches. In the last few weeks, you've seen outstanding performances from left tackle Teron Armstead. Um, gentlemen, I have to ask if there was one player either on the offensive side or defensive side that you anticipate to have a big game, who would that one player be? J.D., I'll start with you. Ooh, one player to have a big I'm going to – go out on a really, really sturdy limb here. And I'm going to say Emmanuel Sanders because Michael Thomas is back. And I think that sets him up. Uh, And plus he's been playing along with Drew Brees these last couple of weeks. And I think those two have established a pretty good chemistry. Um, And so he got Michael Thomas back. And if the Bears are going to play, pay special attention to him. And if you're the Bears, you have to, or that just would not be smart to not do that. Uh, you're going to pay special attention to Alvin Kamara because that's just smart. It wouldn't be not, it wouldn't be smart to not do that. Then I think Emmanuel Sanders is the guy who can take advantage of Emmanuel Sanders can, can run just about every route you want. And he's got pretty good hands. He's, he's really smooth. I, I like a lot about him. Uh, and, and just for the record, I do not own or wear ASICs. Um, yeah, that whole comment yesterday, I, I'm a Brooks woman. I'm a Brooks 
I'm a Brooks lady, but yeah, that was pretty funny when he was talking about the flavor <laughs> of New Orleans. If you haven't seen that on Saints social media, make sure you go watch that video because Emmanuel Sanders talks about the flavor of New Orleans. Uh, Todd, we'll go ahead and get with you. What what player, either offensively or defensively, and you feel f- more than welcome to go out on a sturdy limb just like JD um, did, but what player are you picking to have a big game? Uh on the offensive end, again, all things being equal and everybody back playing, uh, give me Jared Cook. I, I think that Cook has kind of figured it out after that midseason slump that he was in. He just did not look right. Uh, and now that Breeze is, is pretty much back, he's starting to get that chemistry w- with Cook again. And, and like J.D. said, if Michael Thomas is there doing his thing and Emmanuel Sanders is there doing his thing, then that's going to leave the middle of the field wide open for Jared Cook, especially if the Saints running game continues to do what they have been doing uh, in the last few weeks. So uh, give me Jared Cook to, to remain on a roll. Well, gentlemen, it all starts on Sunday inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I thought it was quite hilarious. Uh, Luke Johnson put out a graphic um, earlier this morning of the Chicago Bears graphic where they had the the actual bears walking down Bourbon Street and then uh, Mayor Latoya Cantrell handing them masks. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> um, but we all know that the the Saints will be in the Superdome on Sunday. That game will be at 3.40 p.m. on CST. You can watch on CBS. That is WWL uh, Channel 4 here locally. You can watch on Amazon Prime. And you can also watch on Nickelodeon. Now, Todd, J.D. and I will be in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday. Uh, I imagine you will be watching at home are you going to watch the Nickelodeon broadcast with your kiddos probably not uh <laughs> I mean you know all things being all things being uh honest here no I I'm I'm not going to watch uh people getting slimed during the Saints game I I, I I'm Caroline you know me I, I'm a nervous wreck you know as it is I, I don't need any other distractions during these games I wasn't going to ask you on the podcast, Todd, but one time I watched a Saints game with Todd Graffinini, and I will say that I fear for my life. I, I fear for my life. <laughs> Uh, you can also listen to the game on WWL, of course, with our guests earlier this week, Zach Sharif and Deuce McAllister. All right, gentlemen, well, we'll, we will let you get on with your fantastic Friday. Again, hopefully we are talking all next week about a Saints win over the Chicago Bears and they advance uh, to the next round in the playoffs. Todd, J.D., thanks so much. No problem. Thanks. Thanks again to J.D. and Todd for joining me. Breaking news as we are recording this. The full AP NFL All-Pro first team was released uh, as we are recording this. No New Orleans Saints make that list. Again, no New Orleans Saints make that list. Um, Demario Davis, Alvin Kamara, and Ryan Ramchek were selected to the second team All-Pro. So congratulations to those three for um, that selection. But again, kind of confusing. We were confused when the Pro Bowl uh, teams were announced. No Demario Davis, no Trey Hendrickson. Uh, we were hoping that would you know kind of be made up for when these All-Pro selections were announced. But no, uh, not, not making up for much here with... Uh, these selections so again that is above my head out of my hands um and i'm just very confused as we are recording this just alvin Kamara, ryan ramchek and demario davis uh selected to the second team all pro so 
take with that what you will. Um, we will try to move on from that and hopefully take out our anger against the Chicago Bears this weekend on Sunday and come out with a win. My goodness. Um, reminder that fans can tune into Dome at Home Live an hour before kickoff. Again, kickoff is at 3.40 p.m. Central. So Dome at Home Live an hour before kickoff will be at 2.40 p.m. Central. You can find that on Facebook, on the New Orleans Saints Facebook page. You can find it on NewOrleansSaints.com, your Saints app, or we'll be streaming on Twitter. So be sure to tune in to Dome at Home Live. We'll have some fantastic one-on-one interviews for you. We'll check in with Saints fans who come to us from all over the world. Someone checked in from Wales last week. My goodness. Um, So make sure you tune into Dome at Home Live. Be sure you're following at Saints on social media. And if you haven't already, be sure to turn on those notifications for the Saints app so you are notified whenever something happens, whenever there is breaking news, you are the first person to know. All right, for Caroline Gonzalez, John DeShazer, Todd Graffinini, sorry I can't get back to that uh, all-pro announcement. My goodness, um, thanks so much for listening to today's show. We will have another edition on Monday, hopefully following a Saints win as they will survive and advance to play on in the playoffs next week. All right, thanks for listening. This was the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Saints.